happy to be in church this morning. How many are expecting God to speak to you through his word this morning, a specific word to you? It's, it's amazing, the power, you know, God said, uh, Jesus said, my word will not return void, but it will accomplish what I sent it out to do. And there's a transformative power that the word of God has. I remember when I was a kid, my dad would constantly play sermons. Do you guys remember cassette players? He would constantly have a cassette player going and messages that were playing in the background. And I remember there was this one time that uh, it was a pastor. His name was Jack Hayford, and he preached this one message on not having any idols in your life. And, and that, I was listening to that. I was just a kid. I, I, I don't even think I was like in junior high yet. But I remember listening to that word and understanding the word, and it completely changed the way that I viewed life. And I thought, man, that, and when I got older, I started thinking about just the power of the word of God and how it can change perspective. And as it changes your perspective, it changes your actions. And then your actions completely can change your life. And so one of the things when I went to college, you know, I didn't have my parents there with me. And I wanted to kind of just do my own thing. And I remember the church, there's a Grace Bible Church on Oahu. And I, I used to go to church and they all said, oh, you're Pastor Eddie's son. And I'd be like, yeah. And then they go, oh, so good to have you in church. And I would think, if I do anything bad, they're going to tell my parents. And so I went to every other church on the island because I, I didn't want anybody to tell, you know, my parents. And I, re I remember one time I was like in the dorm room and I was thinking and I remember the sermon that was played way back when I was a kid. And I thought, every Sunday there's a word that's being said that has the power to change my life. And what would my life look like if I didn't hear that one sermon when I was a kid? Like the whole trajectory of my life could have been different. And, and so when I thought about that, I was like, what am I missing out on by not going to church? There could just be that one little thing that God speaks through his word that changes my perspective, and through changing my perspective, changes my action, and through changing my action, changes my life. And so there's something about, I, I'm pretty sure it was God speaking that to me in college, because it wasn't my parents, it was God speaking to me, and it made me scared to miss church. So I, I went to church every single Sunday, not because my parents were forcing me or because there was something, but because I was scared to miss out on what God was going to say to me. So how many of you w want God to speak you something to you today that's going to change your life? And he has something for you. If we expect it, then he has something for us. And so tell the person next to you, God has something for you. And turn to the other person sitting next to you and tell, tell them, don't fall asleep. Don't fall asleep. Um, how, how, many, how, many of you are, how many of you are getting a little bit older? How many are getting a little bit older? You don't, you, you don't have to raise your hand, but, you know, things don't work like they used to work. When you fall down and, you know, hurt yourself, it takes a little bit more time to heal. And, and one of the things that, that I, you know, because I fell off a skateboard. I was racing my son, Asen. I fell off my skateboard hurt my wrist, and I was like, oh, man, that's so sore. Oh, I should be, you know, better in like a day, two days, two weeks, two months, and now it's like finally I can like twirl my wrist maybe three months later, but it's still sore, and I'm like, what? What the heck? You know, and it's because I'm getting older, um, but one of the things that I'm, I'm noticing more is, is that when things are operating right, 
you, you don't notice it. It's only when things break down that you notice it, right? How many of you? And one of the most important things that we all have that God has blessed us with, both spiritually and physically, is your heart. Everyone say heart. Heart. And your heart, when it's operating correctly, you don't even notice that it's there. But if it doesn't operate correctly, you could die. Just throwing it out there. But that's okay because you're saved and you'll go to heaven if that happens. <laughs> you can look at the person and say, I'm going to heaven. I don't know about you. <laughs> but there's a, when the heart is operating correctly, then everything is, works smoothly. And, and today I want to jump into Proverbs. We're, we're talking about uh, getting in the word every single day. And this month, we're encouraging everybody to take a proverb a day and soap a proverb a day. Um, and there's wisdom in the book of Proverbs of how to live your life. And one of the most, one of my favorite verses, so we're covering Proverbs 1 through 7. I had the luxury of being able to choose any scripture from Proverbs chapter 1 to chapter 7. And my favorite verse, one of my favorite verses in the Bible is in chapter 4. So we're going to talk about that today. How, how many of you know that you can read this, this is this, this is my favorite, one of my favorite verses in the Bible, and I learned something new. I probably read this verse thousands and thousands of times in my 49 years of life. <laughs> in my 49 years of life, but when I was studying it to share it this morning, I got something new out of it because God always is speaking cool stuff. And, and I feel like it's going to change your life this morning. So let's pray and we'll jump into it. God, we just thank you for your word. You said that your word never returns to you void, but it accomplishes that which you sent it out to do. We open our hearts and our lives to you this morning, expectant that you're going to speak to us. And through the spoken word that you're going to change and transform our lives. God, we pray that you would speak through the words, that your Holy Spirit would speak through the words into our hearts, transform our hearts and our lives, make us more like you. We ask this in Jesus' wonderful name. And everyone said, amen. The wisdom in Proverbs. I'm taking Proverbs 4.23. 4.23, let's read this scripture together at the count of three. One, two, three. Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it springs the issues of life. Keep your heart with all diligence for out of it flows the issues of life. I'm going to read uh, from 23 all the way to 27 because 23 through 27 talks about the importance of the heart, but then it also outlines how to guard your heart. How many of you want to know how to guard your heart? You know, we, we do all kinds of stuff to protect our physical heart. You know, some of us exercise, some of us eat good food, some of us deny ourselves of that plate, loco moco lunch, to protect our heart. But there is a way. I look old, yeah, when I put my glasses like this. <laughs> ah. Somebody just came up to me before church today and said, you know when you wear your glasses, you look just like your dad. Like, <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. That's a compliment. Because my dad is handsome. Yeah. Um, keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it springs the issues of life. 
This is how you do it. Put away from you a deceitful mouth. Put perverse lips far from you. Let your eyes look straight ahead and your eyelids look right before you. Ponder the path of your feet. Let all your ways be established and do not turn to the right or the left. Remove your foot from evil. Remove your foot from evil. Oh, there's so many things in here, but we're going to go through it uh, one by one. Heart health. Your heart is soil. It multiplies seeds grown in it. Proverbs says, keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it springs every issue of life. Um, this is one thing that we need to understand, that there is power that we don't know a whole lot about. We think that we're powerful and we're in control of our lives and our destinies, but we have less control than you might want to think. I remember when I was a kid, and, um, and I used to listen, yeah, I used to hang out with skateboarders all the time. I like to skateboard and surf and stuff. And they would play all this kind of music, and I, I, my parents never played that kind of music in the house. It was always like hymns and like all this Christian music. And so I started listening to this music, and, I, and I, I enjoyed it. I liked it. And then I was listening to the words, and I was like, whoa, these words are like kind of messed up. And then I would like meditate on those words, and it would actually like make me like want to do bad stuff. And I was thinking, how is this possible? Like, how can just like a song and the words of this song impact the way I feel and the motivations of my heart? And then I started realizing that words are not innocuous. They're not like, they're not, they have impact. They have power. Words have power. And, um, and one of the things that, uh, one of the big problems that we have is we underestimate the power of words, we underestimate the power of our, of our, of our hearts. Um, my dad used to say this all the time. He, it's a quote by this guy named Robert Schuler, and he said, man can count the seeds in an apple, right? We can all count the seeds in an apple, but only God can count the apples in a seed. Anyone can count the seeds in an apple, but only God can count the apples in a seed. And when you look at an apple orchard, we don't have apple orchards here. What do we have here? Citrus. We have a lot of citrus now with uh, Mahipono. Um, but every, every one of those trees came from a seed, right? And the power that is in a seed is exponential. A seed can have millions and millions and millions of fruit in that seed, but it's powerless unless it's put where? In soil. So the seed is extremely powerful, but you know what else is powerful? Soil. Because if the seed is put in soil, that's when the multiplicative exponential power can be seen. Right? The scripture, in Mark 4.20, it says, but these are the ones sown on good ground, those who hear the word, accept it, and bear fruit, some 30, 60, and 100 fold. So Jesus, he's making a parallel here. The seed is our words. The seed is words. And the soil is your heart. Your heart has the power to multiply words. 
your heart has the power to multiply the words that are sown into your heart. And one of the big problems that we have is we underestimate the power of the seed and we underestimate the power of the soil. We underestimate the power of words and we underestimate the power of our hearts. Out of the heart flows every issue of life. And so the Bible says to guard your heart with all diligence because it's powerful and it multiplies the seed that's sown into it, whether good or bad. Are you guys getting this? This is really, this is really powerful stuff. So how do you guard it? This is, this is the thing that, that, that I never saw before. Because it says, put away from you a deceitful mouth. So I read that. Whenever I read that, I always thought, I'm not supposed to speak lies. Isn't that what you think when you read this? Put away from you a deceitful mouth. But this is talking about words being put into a heart. So when it says, put away from you the deceitful mouth, it could be your own mouth, but I feel like it's talking about other people's mouths as well. It's any kind of lie that you hear through media, through social media, through music, through movies, any kind of, any kind of lie, any kind of falsehood that's coming out of someone else's mouth has the power to be placed in your heart and then multiplied. So the Bible says to protect your heart, put away from you the deceitful mouth. How many deceitful mouths are around your ears? There's a lot. There's a lot. It comes across the, the radio waves. It comes across the TV waves. It comes across the internet. It comes across your association at work. There's a lot of deceitful mouths around you, and they all have access to your heart unless you have ear protection. Do you have ear protection? See, the problem is we don't, under, we don't understand the power of our hearts, the soil. We don't understand the power of the seed. And so we don't protect our ears. We don't, we don't protect our ears. We just let any kind of words come in, any kind of thoughts come in. And those thoughts have multiplicative exponential power. So put away from you the deceitful mouth. Put away from you perverse lips. Put far from you, not your own, stuff that's out there. The application is avoid any philosophy or words that would steer you from the path of life and cause you to disappear. Avoid distorted and twisted ideology. Avoid anything that's untrue and lies. I went into uh, the Strong's Concordance to, to see what does it mean to have a perverse tongue or a deceitful mouth. And this is what it says. If you get to the root of the word, it means to depart. Everyone say depart to go aside, say go aside. And then it says this, to be lost from view. To be lost from view and to do wrong. Words that steer you away from what you know to be right, words that make you go aside and off the path and disappear, words that make you lost from view, words that make you move away from God, those are deceitful and perverse words. A great application of this, I was talking to a college student that went to college a few years ago, and she heard all this stuff about how Christians are homophobic, 
and how they're, uh, they're, they're discriminatory against all these different types of people. And she came back and she was like, my parents are privileged and I don't want to go to church anymore. And she stopped coming to church and I don't see her anymore. She's out of view. She's out of sight because of words that got into her heart and steered her in the wrong path and made her hide. Isn't that, okay, so there's a lot of parallels here, right? Because God said, don't take the fruit. And then Satan came with a word that was deceitful, and he said, you can eat the fruit, and you won't die. And so they looked at the fruit. It was pleasant to the eyes. It was pleasant to the taste. It was going to make them wise. And so there was this allure to the fruit, and their thought was, I can eat it, and I won't die. I can watch that movie, and it's not going to impact me. I can listen to that music. It's not going to affect me. I can hang around those people, and it's not going to be detrimental to the way that I live my life. And then you know what happened? They ate the fruit, and then what happened when God was around? They were ashamed, and they hid. They went out of view. And when we're listening to the wrong voices, when we expose ourselves to the wrong things, when we're constantly soaking in the philosophy, the false philosophy, the, the deceitful philosophy of the world, the end result is that we're going to seek to hide. We're going to disappear from view. Isn't that? So God says, guard your heart with all Diligence, because out of your heart flows every issue of life. Is this good stuff? Is this good stuff? Okay. Wow. Hand clap. I want to show you something really cool. I, I showed it. I, I, it came across my feed. I, I just can't stand social media and TikTok and all this stupid stuff. <laughs> it just drives me crazy. And I can't stand when I see my kids on it. I put screen time on their phones, and when they get to, like, five minutes, it, like, blocks everything off. And then they have to call me and, like, can I get access to my Instagram? Well, do your soap first. Anyway, try watch this video. It's, like, one minute long. Can you make it TikTok. loud? If you're in Britain and you open up TikTok, there is a specific algorithm to reach you that is not in China. If you're in China and you open up TikTok, what they, the Chinese government, wants you to receive as youth, as people using TikTok, are people who are doing good things, achievements, youth making social enterprise, youth becoming successful in math competitions, youth becoming masters of karate, youth doing something with their life. Did you know here and in the United States, they, China, send you a different algorithm? Do you know what they send you? All the nonsense that you see. They want you to see girls dancing, boys and girls dancing with each other, pranks upon your parents. Next time you open up TikTok or Instagram or whatever, and you see this, understand that you are being played. You know, there's, there's a long-term plan long term there's enemies that we have that understand the power of the heart that the, the heart can words images things can get sewn into our hearts that have a multiplicative exponential effect 
And what's happening in the United States is exactly what you see here. And the attention that people get, give them money. And when they get money, they gain influence. And then our, all of our younger generation all of a sudden wants to be influencers that do the same type of dumb stuff. Now, if you can control what a whole generation sees over a long period of time, and America's getting fed all this garbage, and China's getting fed all this good stuff because they own TikTok, what's going to happen 10 years from now? What's going to happen five years from now? It's a long-term game plan. And you might be hearing things across the media that's like, TikTok is owned by China, and they're stealing your information. They don't care about your information. Who cares what your phone number is if you're like this government official in China? They don't care. They're, they care to influence the younger generation so that in five to 10 years, it will be very easy to take over a society that all they do is stupid pranks on each other. The heart is, the heart, the heart, guard your heart with all diligence for out of it flows every issue of life. Protect your heart. Tell, turn, the, turn to the person next to you. Tell the person next to you, protect your heart. Guard your heart. It takes work. It takes intentionality to guard your heart. Guarding takes intentionality. It doesn't just happen. You, you don't wake up in the morning and your heart is just guarded. Right? Anything that has value it takes intentionality and energy to guard, right? You go to the bank and there's security guards because there's valuable stuff inside and somebody has taken the time to be intentional about guarding what's inside. Your heart is valuable. Your heart is powerful. You need to think about your heart as being valuable and being powerful and, taking the in and being intentional about guarding it. That's what the Bible says. Guard your heart. Okay, number three. So heart health, ear protection, clear vision. Stay focused on your call. Let your eyes look straight ahead and your eyelids right before you. Um, Solomon, so David is talking to Solomon and he's telling Solomon, let your eyes look straight ahead, your eyelids right before you. Don't deviate from the left to the right. He wanted Solomon to stay focused on his purpose and his passion. And if he was focused on his purpose and his passion and he was concentrated on that, he was focused on that, then all the other stuff would just fall to the wayside. Concentration is elimination. When you're focused on the right thing, all the wrong things will organically fall off. What happened in Solomon's life? What was Solomon's purpose? Yes, Solomon's purpose was to build the temple. He had the position. Everyone say position. He had the power. Everyone say power. And he had the provision to build the temple. Whatever God's purpose is, is in your life, you're going to have the provision, you're going to have the position, and you're going to have the power to accomplish it. And if you look at Solomon's reign in scripture, all of his influence came after he built and dedicated that temple. His purpose, when he stepped into his purpose, it opened up all of this 
power for him, all of this provision for him when he stepped into his purpose. But you know what happened after he stepped into his purpose and he built a temple? He was good at building temples. It was one of the seven wonders of the world. He's really good at it, right? It, it marked the apex of the kingdom of Israel. And, and he built this temple because he was so good at it. It was his purpose. It was his passion. What happened after he had like 250-some-odd wives? He t- that's a lot of wives. Not to mention all the concubines he had on, on top of that. But he, he had a purpose. He was good at that purpose. It opened up all of this stuff for him. And instead of being focused on that purpose of building a temple for, the, for God, building a temple for the king, he started building temples for what? All the gods of his wives. If you read scripture, where Solomon went off was taking that gift of building a temple, because he was so good at it, and he took that gift and he started building temples to the wrong gods. When we go off, it's because we take what God has given us, the purpose that God has given us, and we start serving other gods with it. And that's when everything starts to get messed up. So David said, let your eyes look straight before you. You have a purpose. You have a passion. Don't get distracted. Keep your eyes focused on that. If we have fuzzy vision, it's because we're not wearing ear protection. Do you guys get that? A lot of times, if we don't know what our purpose is, if our purpose is unclear, it's because our ears are not being filtered. And if we protect our ears and we're hearing from God, then our purpose becomes very clear and we focus on it. That's how we protect our heart. Ear protection, clear vision, strategic action number four, take premeditated, predetermined, calculated steps to achieve your calling. Let's read the scripture together at the count of three. One, two, three. Ponder the path of your feet and let all your ways be established. Let's read that again. Ponder the path of your feet and let all your ways be established. The application is once you know your purpose and your passion, because your ears are filtered and you're hearing the right things and you're pushing away from your your ears all the wrong, deceitful mouths and all of that, Develop clear action steps to move toward the passion and the gifting that God has given you to serve and to glorify God. There's a lot of us that God has a ministry that he's placed within your heart. A desire for business, a desire for a nonprofit, a desire to do a ministry in the church or something to to reach the community or to be a part of something. Um, That's what our... I'm just going to make a shameful plug for the Next Steps class. One of the things in the Next Steps class is to unearth the passion and the purpose that God has put in your heart. Our, our, one of the things that, that this church has done really well is support people in the church who have had a passion for different ministries. And what Next Steps does is it helps you evaluate what are the things that God's put in you so that you can take steps of faith to jump into those things and that we as a church can cheer you on and, su- and support what God has put in your heart. 
strategic action. Um, Can you see I'm filtering? Like, <laughs> uh, and then the last thing, show up every day. Be consistent. After you filter, you wear ear protection, you stay focused on the vision, you be strategic in how to make it happen. The last thing, and probably one of the most difficult things, is to show up every day, to be consistent. Do not turn to the right or the, to the left, remove your foot from evil. The application is consistency has a compounding magical effect over time. Listen to the word, observe what he's speaking to you, apply his word with action, and do this every day. Everyone say every day. Every day. You know, my dad, and this is the, the consistency, the compounding effect of consistency, it spans across every discipline. It's not just spiritual, but it's financial. It's physical. Every, every discipline in life, consistency has an exponential effect. I remember my dad teaching us about compound interest and to save $50 a month when we were in high school. And if you save over a long period of time, financially it will be very well for you. And, and to give, and to give consistently, and to read, and to read consistently, and, and to forgive, and forgive consistently, and all of these things, and do it consistently. And you know what? You know why it's so powerful? Is because all of these actions are seeds that are being sown. And seeds, when they're consistently sown over a period of time, produce an exponential effect on anything that it's applied to. Seeds sown in faith, seeds sown in fitness, in our physical health, eating the right foods or the wrong foods, seeds sown in our families, ears, the words that we speak to our wives, to our kids, the seeds sown in our finances, whether we save or go into debt, the seeds that are very small and sown into the lives of people around us, that don't know God, and we're sowing seeds of faith into their hearts, they all have exponential effects over a long period of time. And God asks us to guard our hearts and to be influencers. So this is, this is, this is I'm going to close it up. I'm going to close it up, and, and, and this is really cool. This is really cool. Did you know that what we just read and what we just went over today is an outline or soaping. The way that you protect your heart is you soap, and you soap every day. That's how you protect your heart. Isn't that cool? Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it springs the issues of life. It says, put away from you a deceitful mouth. You want to get rid of all the things. And what are you doing? You're you're protecting your ears. It's not just not listening to the bad stuff, but it's listening to the right stuff, right? It's hearing the word of God. So when you put away the deceitful stuff, the best way to put away the deceitful stuff, the best way that the bank tellers know what counterfeit is, is they handle 
real money all the time. And when they handle real money all the time, they can easily spot the counterfeit, right? The same way, if you are handling the word of God every day, you're going to spot the lie. So the first thing to protect your heart is to hear the word of God, S, the scripture. Everyone say S. And then the next, the next thing is observe, right? Let your eyes look straight ahead. Observe. So we read the scripture, but it's not just reading the scripture. We need to observe what's in the scripture. And then it's not just like focusing on it and looking at it, but then it's determine your, the path of your steps. Strategize the path of your steps. What is that? Application. How are you going to apply what you heard and what you observed? How are you going to apply it? Action. And then P is prayer. But you do it every day. And if you do it every day, you protect your heart. <sighs> is that cool? Okay. Can I just share one last thing? Because God, God has called us not just to protect our heart and to make decisions intentionally for ourselves, but he's called us to consistently sow seeds in the life of other people. Amen? And we went to a conference on Oahu yesterday and learned a really cool way to influence people in our workplace. You want to know how? It's real easy to remember. You slap them. Everyone say slap them. Okay. So S, you got to write this down because it's not in your thing, but S is start a conversation with someone. How many of you like to talk? You like Portuguese and you... S, start a conversation. And after you start a conversation, don't keep talking like a Portuguese. L... In slap means to listen. So you start the conversation, but then you don't keep on talking. You listen, L. And after L, A is you ask questions. If you're listening, you can ask more questions, right? Why do you feel that? Oh, how did that make you, you know, what is, ask questions so that people keep talking. And then if they keep talking, sooner or later, they're going to talk about their problems. And then P stands for prayer. So we want to slap people. Start a conversation. You listen to them when they talk. Ask more questions. And when God opens the door, you pray. That's so cool. We're going to be a church that slaps people. And, and I was thinking about it, and one of the, one of the people, and, and that doesn't mean you have to do it all. You can be slaw, slaw for years. How many of you are good at slaw? Yeah. But there's going to come a moment when you can puh. God will open the door where you can puh, and you can slap. Matt, everyone say hi, Matt. I always talk about Matt, but Matt, Matt Higa, he is definitely someone who God is using to slap people around nowadays. He works at 13, he, he owns 1320 car on Lower Main, 
And if you go into his business at any time of the day, there's tons of people there, and they're just all talking. They're getting their cars fixed, and then they're all talking. And you know what he's done for decades? Is slaw. <laughs> he's been doing this slaw thing. But tons of people love coming into the, the shop, and they just talk and share their problems and all this kind of stuff. But recently, after COVID, there's tons of people that have been asking him for prayer. Yeah? And now he's slapping people. He's slapping people left and right because he's earned the privilege through starting the conversation, listening, asking questions, and he's done that for decades. And now there's this harvest that's open where he's able to pray. And God wants us to be intentional in sowing seeds, not just what we've talked about guarding our heart, but he wants us to be sowers of seeds in other people's hearts, and we do that through slapping. Yeah, cool. All right. Let's pray. Is that good? Is that good too? I'm gonna I'm gonna pray, but before we pray, just tell the person next to you, tell your neighbor, slap someone this week. <laughs> Let's pray. God, we just thank you, Lord, for your word. God, we thank you, Lord, that your word never returns to you void, but it accomplishes that which you sent it out to do. God, I pray for our church and for the churches across this island, Lord, that we would be people of your word, that we wouldn't be led aside by every wind of doctrine, of every false uh, ideology and philosophy that's permeating throughout our culture today. God, we don't want to focus on the lies, Lord. We want to be diligent in your word, to hear the truth every day when we come before you and we spend time reading your scripture, observing what you want to speak to us, applying the things that you're telling us to apply God, help us in our lives to be built on the rock, that when we hear your word, that we do it, and that, that when the, the winds come, and they will come, when the waves break upon our lives, that, and they will break upon our lives, when all the trials come and the turbulence come, God, that this church and everyone in it will be those who, who didn't just hear the word, but we did it, and we built our lives on the rock, the rock of your word. God, give us the discipline for those that are struggling. God, I pray that during this month of February, that a grace would fall on our church, that a grace would fall from the, the youngest to the oldest. God, that, that even the kids in our church would have the discipline and the diligence to get into your word, and that your word would change and transform our lives. It would change our perspective, change our actions, and change our lives. We ask this in Jesus' wonderful name. And everyone said, amen, amen. God bless you. Have a great week. Don't discount the soap challenge. Jump into the soap challenge every day. Spend some time in the word of God and let him speak to you. Amen. God bless you. Have a great week.